0: Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, Have your Bibles. Turn with me to the 8th chapter of the book of John, if you would, and let's all stand and uh, as I read a couple of verses here out of the 8th chapter of the book of John and uh, stand to honor God's word as it's being read this morning. Uh, John 8 and verse 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me for I proceed forth. I'm sorry, I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Again, father, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful that we can hear it. We're so thankful that we can't understand it, and we're so thankful that it means so much to us, Lord. But uh, I realize that uh, there are people out there who claim to be your children, but uh, they're really not your children. They just, that's what they claim to be. Lord, bless us in all things, for it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh-oh. The title of my message this morning is, and this is this is a question. And before you answer it, wait well, you get done. <clears throat> wait till I get done. With, I, I don't want anybody answering out loud or raising hands. Uh, but um, before you before you answer this to yourself, listen to my message that I have for you today. I, I emphasize that to listen to the message. Now, I hear a lot about God being the Father of all men. I heard it just uh, this week, uh, they were talking about the election, as that's all on TV anyway anymore, uh, they were talking about the election, and uh, and they, uh, somebody made a statement on there and said, well, they were talking about the the religious part of the election, and And somebody said, well, you realize that all of us are are God's children. Well, I know from the Bible that's not true. Uh, The Bible is very clear about that, that all of us aren't God's children. You need to be careful what you put likes on and stuff like that as far as uh, Facebook is concerned. The fatherhood of God is a most precious truth. It's, it, it's most, one of the most precious truths in the Bible. It was John who said, Behold what matter of love, and that word love is important because this is important to this question that I ask you up there. What matter of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? what matter of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God in 1 John 3 and verse 1. Now, I learned from the Word of God that if one does not love Christ, then it is impossible for one to love God. Now, you hear a lot about, I, I hear, I see, I hear a lot about uh, uh, people saying they they love Jesus but they they don't say anything about loving God. Uh, they love Jesus. So I learned from the scriptures that one does not love if if one does not love Christ then it's impossible for one to love God. Not loving Christ is is direct evidence that one does not love the Father who sent him to the earth. You know you can't. The uh, Bible says plainly, um, you know that, that if you if you deny God, then He's going to deny you. Jesus, just remember, to deny the Son is to deny the Father. To deny the Son is to deny the Father. You don't you don't see that anywhere, but but Jesus makes that very clear in the Scriptures that uh, if if you don't love him, then there's no way that you can love my Father which is in heaven because he's the one sent me. That scripture there I just read to you, he He, he was talking to these self-righteous Jews who claim to be God's children. He said, if God were your Father, you would love me. If God were your Father, you would love me. <clears throat> For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. And then he goes on to say, why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Now, it's, it's important, it's important that we understand that, uh, uh, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You cannot love one and not love all of them. They're one. They're one, and and uh, they're and we're one in them. They're one, and we're one in them. And so, you you can't just you can't just say, well, I love Jesus. You know, even though you may do, a lot of people do, but you have to realize that. Sometimes you have to come to a conclusion that you love the Father too because uh, he's the one who sent the Son here. It was the Apostle John who says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ. Now, everybody's is is focused on that. You know, I've seen on Facebook where people put down, Well, I believe in Jesus, and I know I'm going to heaven. Well, look what John says here. John says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. That's in 1 John 5 and verse 1. So so if, if if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, everyone says well I, I believe Jesus is the Christ. Well, you know, you have to you have to realize God is your father. And 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 if Jesus is your if Jesus is your Christ, and I'm going to say something here in just a little while that will get you get you right in line with what I'm talking about. If one does not love the son, then it is impossible to love the father or any of the children or any of his children. Again, John says, by this we know that we love the children of God <clears throat> when we love God and keep his commandments. Now here here's the key to it. You know, a lot of people will say, Well I believe in Jesus. And because the Bible says if you believe in Jesus then you're gonna you're gonna go to heaven. I believe in Jesus but I don't believe a lot of things that is taught in the Bible I've had that I've had that said to me many times over the years yeah I believe in Jesus and that's right there you know if you believe in Jesus as far as most people realize if you believe in Jesus then you're safe you're going to heaven but did you know and I'll say this again I've said it many times over the years I'll say this again that <laughs> that the devil believed and trembled. Yes, the devil believed in Jesus. The devil believed in God, but he trembled because he knew that he was doomed, even though he said, I believe, I I believe, but he he knew he was doomed already. It's like Charles Spurgeon said one time, Charles Spurgeon said, "I'm, I'm glad that God chose me before the foundation of the world and I'm glad he didn't wait till I was born and living. I am just paraphrasing the way he said it. I'm just glad that 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 I was uh, uh I was chosen before the foundation of the world in in all eternity because if God and what he's saying is if God waited until I, I was living on the earth, he will never chose me. And and when we sit down and we think about that uh That's true. You know, a lot, lot of people say that they love Jesus, but they don't want to keep God's commandments. They want to do as they please. They don't want to do the things that the Bible teaches. Bible, Bible is a hard book. It's, it's a strong book. It's a hard book. It's a hard book, a hard book to, to follow. You know, you take the Ten Commandments, even in this day and time, One one of the Ten Commandments is that you're not to have any images of anything that deals with religion. You know, in other words, uh, uh, people have these pictures of of Jesus. They have these pictures of Mary. They have these pictures, and they have all kinds of images out there, little, uh, I mean, some cute little statues you know, and uh, cute little statues. And, uh, there's nothing wrong, they say. They say. I don't say it. They say there's nothing wrong with having a cute little statue of Jesus. But according to the Ten Commandments, there is something wrong with it. And, and according to the Ten Commandments, you know, we're not to have any graven images at all. not to have any. We're not to have anything, even though it is cute. Even though it's cute that... That's the reason I, I still see people today. Uh, I, I know Brother Sam may, be uh, may, may may understand this. And I don't know maybe Carol does too. Understand this? Uh, you have to be a little older to understand it. Uh, the 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 crow's foot. You remember that, Brother Sam? Remember the crow's foot that come down? Is is it, what it was? It was an upside down broken cross. And it was a sign of the devil. Young people and Brother Sam and I, in our day, you know, young people wore that that crow's foot. They put it on their shirts. They wore it around their necks, and, and they had them in. They had them in. You can even buy them in jewelry stores, and I see people still wearing them today. But it could be that a lot of Christians don't understand what that crow's foot stood for. That crow's foot was. Like I said, it was a broken cross upside down. That's, that's how they looked at it. And, and it, was a, it was a sign of, of Satan and, and what Satan stood for. And the, the hippies of Brother Sam's day and my day, the hippies wore anything that uh, the devil, that re- represented the devil in those days. Um, that big, uh, big meeting they had up there in New York uh, what was it called, Brother Sam? Woodstock. Yeah, Woodstock. That big meeting they had up there in New York, you know, they went around naked and they went around doing just everything, just the opposite of what the Bible teaches that they, that they should do. They did just the opposite. Well, we've come down to today. We've come down to today the when there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with what we do. Now, let, let me say that again. We've come down to the day when there's nothing wrong with what we do. You know, if we want to do it, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And, and I even had somebody this past week, not here at church, had somebody this past week ask me, they said, uh, I, I know that you see a lot of, you, you believe that, that uh, against uh, Christmas and, and some of the religious holidays, I said, I do. And they said, well, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Wouldn't Jesus be proud if we celebrated his birthday, even though the Bible teaches nothing about it? Wouldn't Jesus be proud? And what do you say about something like that? You know, when people have that attitude, and that's the attitude people have today. Well, whatever I do, wouldn't God be proud that I did it? Because it was a religious act of some kind. So loving the Son is evidence that there is a loving of the Father. Now, the rest of this message is, is, is I'm going to ask a question, then I'm going to answer it. How does this love manifest itself? That is, the love that we have for, for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How does this love manifest itself? Well, the very trusting Christ as one's Lord and Savior, it's the first way. Now, let me say that again. By trusting Christ as one's Lord and Savior, and I want you to understand this there's a lot of Baptists out there that believe that you can trust Christ and you don't have to accept Him as your Lord. Now, let me say that again. A lot of Baptists out there that don't that they believe, well, as long as you trust Christ, that's fine. You, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord, then that's up to you. And I'm gonna tell you, a, a mighty popular preacher in Atlanta believed that. And I, I liked him, but he—he's uh, a mighty popular preacher in Atlanta. He just retired. Uh, Believe that. He believed that if you—that if you trust Christ as your Savior, that later on that if you get enough Bible and such and such, then you you can believe Jesus as your Lord. Well, we cannot say we really love him until we have wholeheartedly trusted him as Lord and Savior. Because the Lord part of it is, is that's what directs our life. The Lord part of it is what is what makes our life what it is. The Lord part of it is, is, is that part that, that, that teaches us and, and, and shows us what we're what we're to do to follow the uh, to follow follow not only Jesus but God the Father. The Lord part of it, the Lord over our lives. You know, that's the reason the Bible tells a preacher. Paul told Timothy don't lord over your flock. Because what that means is you have, you have complete control of your flock and, and you have something that the flock has has to listen to what you say and, and such and such as this. And that's the people that lord over the flock. But he said, you don't do that. He told Timothy, don't lord over the flock. Lording over the flock means you have complete control of, them, of everything they do. And... That, that in, the, in, in this day and time hinges on, on the cult. It, it hinges on what's called the cult, you know, in the fact is it. But the, the thing about it is, when we trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He is the only one that will Lord over our life. He lords over our life. He, He, he we, we, we do what, what He teaches us to do. And we realize that if he teaches us to do something, it's okay with the Father too. Because, um, you know, some people say, well, I've had people say, I've heard people say, well, you ain't my daddy. Well, well, God is our Father if you're saved. And if you're trusting, if you're trusting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, then you're saved you know too many people think they're going to heaven just because they believe that Jesus died that's not that's that's not necessarily so remember Satan believed and he trembled because he knew it was truth he believed and he trembled a multitude of people are deceived by only trusting Christ as savior if one doesn't see him as their Lord, also, one will never truly love the Lord, and will never keep his commandments. They'll never see a need to keep his commandments. Now, you might say, "Well, some people just rebel against, some people just don't know any different. They don't know any different. They don't know that they, that that they're to, they live their life." and That's the reason I'm teaching you this today. They know they they know that they're living their life. For themselves they're not living it for God the Father because if they lived if they lived it according to the God the Father they'll keep his commandments but how many people are willing to keep his commandments his commandments are hard some of them are hard they really are his commandments demands that you stay true to him your whole life here on earth but that's, that's hard for some people to do some people say, I've got other things I want to do. Just and again, it goes right back to the man that that told the Lord. Lord told a man to follow Him. And the man said, "Well, I will, but you've got to give me. I've got to have the opportunity to go bury my dad. My father passed away." And Jesus' answer to him was, "Let the dead bury the dead. Let the dead bury the dead." It's more important for you to follow me. A lot lot, lot of customs we have on earth today, you know, is, is not taught in the Bible. Now, how does this love manifest itself? The very believing the word of God is from God. Very believing that the word of God is from God. Jesus told those self, self-righteous Jews who said they are God's children. And he said, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. John 8 and verse 45. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You know, Jesus told them a few verses before that. Jesus said, if you, if you believe the truth, the truth will make you free. They said, we've never been in bondage. Why? Because God is our Father. We've never been in bondage because God is our Father. So what's what's the use in in speaking to me about salvation? What's the use in speaking to me? when When I was born, I was born as a son of God. You'd be surprised if people believe that today. They believe that today. They they believe in the fatherhood of God as far as all men is concerned. How many people even today go out the doors of the church shaking their heads to the truth of God's word they just heard. It's happening, especially this time of year. Let me tell you, folks, there's a lot of truth about celebration taught in the Bible. About what we're to celebrate. You know, we're to celebrate God every day of our life, every, every, second, every second of our life. Our celebration ought to be to God. Oh, it's easy to take these other things and, and run with them and say, well, it's okay to do those things these modern religious so-called Christians, <clears throat> this time on earth will not tolerate the truth of the word. How does this love manifest itself? The very act of telling others about him. The very act of telling others about him. True love will always find a way to manifest itself. Now here's one that's may hit may hit home. These who really love the Lord will speak about him and his love for themselves to others. God loves you, you're going to tell others about it. If God loves you, you're going to shout it from the rooftops. If God loves you, you're going to, well, you'll say, well, uh, it's okay for me to get a track and run around, pass out tracks. No, if God loves you, you're going to shout it from the rooftops. You're going to tell everybody. I know when the Lord first saved me, when the Lord first saved me, I couldn't wait to tell everybody. I just know that by this in my life, you'll say, well, maybe that's why God called you as a preacher. It could be. But I could not wait to tell other people. All those old uh, uh, crazy people I ran around with, I couldn't wait to go tell them. I got spit on I had tobacco spit on my white shirt from one of them. I got spit on, I got cursed, and everything else because I could not wait to tell them what God had done for me. The love that God had shown to me because they were not too many people loved me in those days. But God loved me, God saved me, and I couldn't wait to tell people that he did. So we want to tell others, such as family members, fellow workers, and even sometimes complete strangers, we want to tell them, how much God loves us and how much we love him. I have said many times over the years, just tell people what you have seen and heard concerning the Father. Here's what John, the Apostle John said about it. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. 1 John 1 and verse 3. How can any speak of something they know nothing about? Even Paul said that in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans. Paul said, how so they believe in someone they haven't heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? You know, this is a time, you know, you know, I, I see sometimes people putting uh, these, these things on Facebook and sometimes there'll be a woman and somebody will say, well, you preaching now. Well, you, did you know That's true. That's true. You know, if can a woman preach? She can't preach in the church, but she can preach outside the church. That word "show" in the scriptures. Did you know, all of you ladies that took the Lord's supper last Sunday, you were preaching. Because that word "show" s h e w in the scriptures is the same word for preaching. When you when you took the Lord's Supper you showed what the Lord what, what the Lord did and you preaching sure you are you just can't you just for, forbid it from preaching in the Lord's church because the Lord has again the Lord has some things in his church that he just doesn't allow but you know, we sorry preachers sometimes just let it go on. Don't say anything about it. And when I say we sorry preachers, I mean we sorry preachers. We just let it go on and we don't say anything about it. How does this how how does this love manifest itself? The very act of suffering for him. The very act of suffering for him. When one is willing to suffer for him is direct evidence that one is his, that one is a son. When you're willing to suffer for God God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, when you're willing to suffer for them, Oh, I can't give this up. i got to do this. I can't give this up. It's like I'm going to hear sometime toward the end of this month. I planned this before we ever planned this other. Let me tell you a story. I preached a three weeks meeting at King's Edition Baptist Church when Brother Jim Hobbs was pastor of it. I preached a three weeks meeting up there. and uh, some of you Kentucky people will relate to this. The, the coach for the high school basketball team, the basketball season was over with, and him and his family had planned on taking a two weeks vacation after school after the he was done coaching for that year brother Hobbs told me he said well he said uh, brother so-and-so is going to be here said he's supposed to be on a two weeks vacation so when 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 brother when the brother got there i went over and talked to him i said brother Hobbs told me that uh you, you was going to take a two-weeks vacation. He said, well, we canceled it for now. I said, why would you do that? He said, so we could come to this meeting. He wasn't even a member of King's Edition Baptist Church. He was a member of another Baptist church down in South Shore. He said, we canceled it, him and his wife and about four or five children. He said, "We counseled so we could come to this meeting." I tell you, my, I glowed like a, like somebody, like one of the strong. I glowed more than these lights in here when he told me that. You gotta, you gotta learn to suffer sometimes. When one is willing to suffer. For him, it's direct evidence that one is a son, a brother of the same father. You'll say, well, I believe in Jesus. Well, you're just a brother of the same father if you're saved. It was the great apostle Paul who said, if ye endure chastening, now listen to this. You might say, what's this got to do with it? I'm going to tell you. If you endure chastening... God dealeth with you as with sons for what son is he whom the father chasteneth not but if ye be without chastisement or were of were of all our partakers then you then you bastards and not sons Hebrews 12 7 and eight there are multitudes of so-called Christians today who know absolutely nothing about God's chastisement. know nothing about it. I heard somebody say many years ago right here at this church, heard somebody say, I'm scared to do anything because I'm afraid God's going to chastise me. Do we know what chastisement is? Do do we not realize that, that when God chastises, he usually works on not necessarily us, but he works on the things that is closest to us. When you go back and you view God's chastisement, when you view God's chastisement, his children, God will take something away from them, and I know know this by experience. God will take something away from them that is dear to them, and he did me back many years ago so you know this next statement is I've said that to make this next statement God does the chastising not Jesus again the great apostle says now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is none of his Romans 8 and verse 9. How do Christians have the presence of the Spirit and go and do things which they know is against their very Father and their very Spirit of God? Matter of fact, Paul warns about, he warns about grieving the Holy Spirit. He says, grieve not the Spirit. Well, what is grieving the Spirit? It's when we do things we shouldn't be doing. That's grieving the Spirit. When we're doing things we shouldn't be doing. There are so many who have never suffered for the Lord, but yet there are so many who have, but, who have but never acknowledge it. that they have suffered. I went for a long time before I acknowledged that God had chastised me. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I know God chastised me as a result of it. I want to end this message with this. May God the Father bless you, is my prayer. May God the Father bless you. Let's all stand, if you would, and let's be.